You're listening to The Seeker Podcast, episode 12, How to Trust the Process Even When the Process Sucks. Welcome to The Seeker Podcast, where learners and doers come because they want more for their life, their family, business, and faith. My name is Amber Smith, and if you are seeking something new or more for your life, you've found the right place. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of The Seeker Podcast. I'm Amber, your host, and I'm happy to have you guys here. Um, today, I'm going to talk about something that probably a lot of people cover, um, and I title it in a way that makes me laugh. It's how to trust the process even when the process sucks. <laughs> and for the most of you, you're probably in a process right now. You probably are working towards something that you don't have, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. And so the process, in quotes, is called a lot of different things. Maybe you call it taking the time it takes, um, the messy middle, the learning curve, trial and error, whatever you want to say. The point is it's like the, you know, everyone has a before and an after. The stuff that comes between the before and after is what I'm referring to as the process. And the process also, just on a different note, is what people sell to you. You know, this is the course or the method, the plan, the ideas, the coaching, the lesson. Um, It's the process, right? It's what helps you get from point A to point B. And my guess is, like I said, if you're listening to this, you're in some sort of process right now. You don't have point B yet um, or the result that you're looking for. And life is full of trusting this process. You know, maybe you get a mentor and you just trust that they're going to walk you step by step to get what you want. Because our brains are literally designed to keep us safe, sometimes we give up while we are between point A and point B. We give up on the process because it gets uncomfortable or difficult. Maybe it's confusing or anxiety-inducing. And many people, you know, they give up on it while they're in the middle of it. They don't... So what I want to talk about today is how do you trust the process and see it through... Um, because if you really trusted the process, you'd just keep going because you knew it was going to create the result that you wanted. And I guess there's something that I want to talk about is like many people want things that they don't currently have. Like I can say that that's true about myself. It's probably true about you. You want something that you don't have right now. I think that's part of the human condition. Um, that being said, so many people toss in the towel before they get to their desired situation or result because the process becomes hard. And you see a lot of quotes on social media about trusting the process and not giving up and pushing through when the tough stuff hits or whatever, right? And sometimes, I will be honest, like the process really does suck. Um, It's hard. Things don't go as planned. You don't see results as fast as you want. Maybe you're uncomfortable or angry or hopeless or frustrated. That's like specifically those moments, that's when you need to trust the process the most. And that's what I want to talk about. How? How do we do that? I think the exact answer is tricky and situation specific, but I'm going to give you examples from my own life, two of them, um, about and what you can apply the principles into your own life from those stories. The 
So just a little background. I played sports my whole life. Um, I played basketball and volleyball and soccer and kickball and I don't even, you know, all sorts of sports, but I had never played lacrosse and I had the opportunity to try out when I was a freshman in high school. Um, and I ended up making the team just, just the JV team. And I was excited, but a little hesitant because I didn't really know the game. I was not a master at it. Um, I went to practice. I was, I tried to be coachable. It didn't come super naturally to me as like specifically basketball did. Um, and I remember like the first game that I scored a goal in, I was like so excited because I didn't think it was possible. I was like, okay, probably I wasn't great, but I wasn't bad. I was just okay. Um, the whole season, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but I definitely struggled with the mental game um, of lacrosse, mostly because it was new and uncomfortable, right? Um, I found myself comparing my performance to other people on my team, um, and I knew that I wasn't at the level that I would prefer to be at, right? I wasn't great. I wasn't at point B, and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. Can you relate to this? Like <laughs> kind of draw a conclusion to your own life. Like, are you in the middle? Um, are you not to point B, right? Here's the deal. In, in this lacrosse example, I knew if I kept practicing and getting coached, I would probably have been a pretty decent lacrosse player. I probably would have figured it out. But instead of trusting the process, I ended up quitting actually after this that first season. I focused on volleyball and basketball. Um, I played one season, didn't pursue it focus on something else because I didn't trust the process of becoming the player that I knew I could become. And I'm not upset about the situation. That I was impatient. I knew what I needed to do and still didn't do it. I was hard on myself. I compared myself to people who had played years more than me. I gave up before I got the results that I actually really wanted. And so when I read that list to you, can you see that in yourself as you are in the process of something right now? Are you impatient? Do you know what you need to do and still not do it? Right. This is how I know that I'm not trusting the process. Like I know what the process is and I don't do it because somewhere in me, I don't believe it's going to work. The big one is comparison too. Are you comparing your process to someone else's result? And I think this is really important to notice. Are you comparing your messy middle, your, you know, um, like the middle of the, of the road to their end result? Because this can make you want to give up so quickly. If you're, if you're comparing, you know, your learning curve and experience and, you know, mastering things to someone who's done it for years, that doesn't even make sense, right? I think we do this a lot in business, especially like, you know, I work with a lot of coaches. It's hard to feel motivated when you're comparing your middle to someone else's, well, they've been coaching for six years or, or even if they haven't been coaching that long, maybe they've been coaching the same amount of time as you and you're still comparing their results to your results. That's not, that's not trusting the process because everyone's process looks different. Um, so I just, you know, do a quick gut check. Can you see yourself in any of these statements that I just shared with you? Um, think about it. The next example I want to share is, thankfully, a time that I did trust the process. In college, I took a lot of sign language um, classes. My first class was rough, I will admit. I loved it, but it re- I really sucked. I wasn't very good at it. Um, I just wanted, I really wanted to learn sign language, right? My point B, right, my end result that I wanted was to be proficient. So anyway, that first class, 
um, I'm sitting there. Some of the kids in that class had been studying ASL in high school and, or maybe they had like a deaf friend or a family member. And so they knew it better than me. Um, they just maybe even seemed more naturally gifted than me. And I remember one teacher in particular called me out a couple of times cause I wasn't quite um, where I needed to be. And I loved her class. She was deaf and just so awesome. Anyway, um, she signed really fast because, um, she was obviously deaf and only signed. So she was very quick and, um, it was hard for me to keep up sometimes. And I think she did that on purpose to be totally honest. But I put my head down and worked. I, I practiced a lot. I studied a lot. And eventually I ended up um, doing pretty well in that class. And I went on to take many other ASL classes. In fact, I took every single ASL class offered at my university. I loved it. And I think I did pretty well at the end of it. And I reached my point B in that, like my result, right? I am what I would call proficient. I can sign with most people. I'm not amazing, but I can understand it even when they're signing quickly. And so I kind of want, that was a you know quick story, but I want to show the difference between my experience with lacrosse and my experience with ASL. When I was learning to sign, I didn't compare myself. Even when I noticed, that's, there's a difference between actually com- actively comparing yourself and just noticing like your progress. I did notice people that were better than me, but I didn't somehow make that mean something about myself. I didn't make it mean that I was never going to be that good or anything even close. I just kind of put my head down and got to work. Um, Instead of quitting, I worked harder. I studied hard. I spent more time. I I didn't quit. I just got back to work and did things a little differently. Another big thing is that I was patient with myself. I knew it was going to take time, and I allowed it to take time. I just knew that that was part of my process. Another big one is that I trusted my teachers to get me on track. I trusted my mentors. I think when I was trying out for lacrosse, I just kind of um, thought I could do it by myself. And even though I was coachable and listened to them, I didn't really trust they could get me to the result that I wanted. You know, I thought I was too far gone or I was too late in the game or I was too old to really learn. And when I was learning ASL, I just knew that they would walk me to where I wanted to go. I trusted how, what, what they were teaching and the order that they were teaching it, I just trusted. Um, another big one is that I focused on what I could control. I studied. I practiced. I think in lacrosse, I was so obsessed with comparing my myself to other athletes that I missed opportunities for growth because I was so obsessed, obsessed with their growth, right? Um, the important thing to note in this comparison is that I was equally capable of both. I could have been a pretty good lacrosse player. And I was a pretty good um, sign like sign language person, right? I wouldn't um, call myself great, but I knew quite a bit. And I still, I still do, which is cool. Um, but I actually created the results that I wanted learning sign language because I trusted the process. And I hope you know that this whole podcast is not about lacrosse and sign language. <laughs> um, but there's some principles here, and I hope you're getting that. When you trust the process you submit to the method of your chosen teachers or coaches. Let me say that again. When you trust the process, you submit to the method of your chosen teachers or coaches. So whatever you choose, you know, whoever your mentor is, when you trust the process, you trust them that they are going to teach you. And, you know, this is in the case that you have a coach or a mentor or a teacher. Sometimes, you know, this is self-study and, even then you're probably learning from a book or something. Um, 
And so it's important that you do submit to their process that they're going to teach you. You don't resist. You stay humble and then practice what they teach you. Um, Another principle that I want to share with you is that when you trust the process, you're patient with yourself and just with the timing that it takes to master whatever you're trying to master. When you don't see results, you keep going. You don't start doubting the process. You just start applying it better. I can see this in my life so many times. When I trust the process, I don't get confused or frustrated at the process. I get frustrated at myself because I know I'm trusting that the process works, if, especially if it's worked for other people. I know it can work for me. What am I doing? What am I missing? It's all um, focusing on what you can control. So what I want to ask you is how can you trust the process that you're currently in? If you haven't reached the results that you want yet, how can you lean into the process that you've chosen to go for or the mentor that you've chosen to trust? How can you apply what you're learning better? Um, a question that I ask myself is, can you can I take more action? Is there something else I can be doing? Can I practice this? Can I try it? Um, something that I remind myself of is that if I, <laughs> if I believe that the process isn't working for me, but it's worked for other people, like there's case studies or examples where the process that I'm using is, has worked. And this kind of goes back into my idea that I shared about radical responsibility. If it's if the answer lies outside of you, it's out of your control. So if it's the process's fault, even if it's worked for other people, that doesn't make sense, right? If the process is tried and true and it's worked for other people, it can work for you. And if it's not working for you, it's not the process fault. It's not the method. It's you. You're missing something or you're not believing hard or something. I'm, I'm going to go into a list of things that might be going on. But can you call yourself out on that? Can you see that if you're blaming, you know, the timing or the, you know, the steps that you're learning, instead of blaming how you're executing or how you're applying what you're learning, you might stay stuck forever or you might quit because you're not seeing the results you want because you're blaming the process. It's kind of tricky. And so um, when I do this myself, I remember that I'm probably the issue. Because the problem is me, my mindset or my execution, my action, something, you know. And so some things I, you know, I, I consider is maybe I need to be more exact in my action. Maybe I just need to believe in the process harder. I just need to trust it with my gut. Maybe I just need more time. That's another thing. Maybe it's just, you know, it's going to take longer than you expected. Um, Grant Cardone has a great example of this in his book, The 10X Rule. He says, you know, most goals, you have to 10X the amount of effort required than you initially think. So if you think it's going to take, you know, 10 hours, it's probably going to take 100, right? That's his rule. And then if you expect it to take 100, you're probably closer um, to the accurate measure. Anyway, so... The question that I'm going to ask is, so how do you trust the process even if the process sucks? You focus on your goal and how awesome it'll feel to get there. I think that's a big one. I think imagining what it'll be like when you get there keeps you motivated, keeps you focused. Um, you remember grace. I really like this advice. Um, from you, know, you, you hear this all over, but I think remembering that you are imperfect. You're going to mess up. You expect failure and don't make it mean anything bad about yourself you just you know you're human like you're gonna fall short sometimes that doesn't mean the process isn't working it doesn't mean you're not gonna get there it just means you're human and kind of like pat yourself on the back a little bit and that leads me to the next one that I think is so important is you laugh at yourself like you aren't taking yourself so seriously that your failures mean anything bad about yourself it just means you're learning 
Um, a big one that I've learned in my own life is that you find mentors you trust. If you can find a mentor you trust, the person, you probably will be more likely to trust their specific method or process. Um, one of the things that I, the, the next one on my list is to, that you cheer for yourself. And I love this one. I encourage my clients to do this a lot because if you don't, you know, kind of like figuratively pat yourself on the back, it can feel like a long process. Like there's no wins. The small wins is what leads you to the big wins. Um, so cheer for yourself and you'll keep going, <laughs> which is the most important part when you're in trust a process is you keep going. You actively choose to believe it's working sometimes without evidence that that's even remotely true. And you hear me probably say that a lot, that you have to believe it without any evidence that it's working or that it's coming together. That's how things are created that you can't see, is you trust that it's happening. You believe it's working. And so can you look in your life right now and see how you're not believing that it's working? And how can you start believing that it is? You know, even if you can't see it coming together yet, um, I hope you do. I hope you just trust the process wherever you're at between your A and point B. Um, trust the process. Keep going. Don't throw in the towel before you've given it everything. Um, if it's worked for one person, it can work for you too. So I hope this was helpful. Wherever you're at, you know, keep going till you get what you want. Um, you're probably a lot closer than you can even imagine. So keep trusting the process. And I am so excited for you guys to keep going for it. I'm cheering you on all the way over here <laughs> from this microphone. I'm cheering you on. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. I, I do appreciate it. I know I say that every week, but I really do. And if you feel so inclined, please leave a review. I would love it. Um, you can hang out with me on Instagram if you're not already at It's Amber Smith. And I'd love to see you there. Thanks for listening. Bye.